This is the Christian Without Religion Network, and I'm your host, Larry, bringing you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth with the help of God. It is a Wednesday edition. We're going to continue answering some great questions that come in. We started on Monday about cognitive dissonance, that is, having attitudes and beliefs and uh, thoughts that are uh, not consistent, they're contrary. We will review what we went over on Monday, and today we're going to be talking about hell. There are so many believers, people who call themselves born-again believers, who uh, don't believe in hell or that God could ever let anyone go to or send anyone to a place like hell. We're going to explain today why that can't be true. Uh, A believer can't biblically believe that. We're choosing to ignore the Bible if we do. That's on today's episode. We're going to do some Good News Network headlines here in just a minute because that's always something that lifts me up with all the kind of crazy stuff going on out there in the world. Right now, as I record this one, we've got another hurricane heading uh, over to America. It's going to be a couple days before we see where it goes. We've got an American model that has going up into the Jacksonville area. Uh, The European model has it coming across from Miami to uh, the southwest Florida area where we are, where I am now, and uh, we'll have to wait a couple of days to see. So if you have folks in those areas, please keep them in your thoughts and prayers. If you're listening from that area, just be prepared. No reason to panic just yet. It could dissipate, go away, go on out to the Atlantic. Who knows what will happen, but uh, just be prepared and have uh, those people in your thoughts and prayers as we're prepared here and we're getting hold of neighbors and trying to find out if it does come this way, if it's going to be big enough to put up storm shutters and all that kind of stuff. It's not the storm itself, by the way, folks, that that gets us down here because with storm shutters, storm windows, boarding up windows, and uh, people have been through it. It's not the storm and the winds. And the buildings after Charlie 25, 30 years ago are built to a different spec and code to withstand the storms. It's the flooding afterwards. We're in the middle of a a summer uh, water right now, and actually we've got a lot more water in southwest Florida than we normally do in the summer, and it's the flooding afterwards and the surge and the water surge that gets us. So keep everybody in your thoughts and prayers. We'll keep an eye on that the next few days. And uh, just some in-house stuff going on. want you to let me know which you prefer, audio podcast like this one or video podcast or maybe just a mixture of both. I uh, Last night on the uh, Facebook Live Bible study did it with video. And uh, I know they say nowadays everything's video. You got to have video to attract eyeballs. Well, I, just, I didn't even announce it. Just wanted to test to see if doing a simple sit down at the table Bible study is going to attract more people uh, to listen to a good uh, grace-based Bible study if it were video. We'll see at the end of the week. I think perhaps more people may be tuning in live, but the total number may not be any different. I've had several responses of different people I've been communicating with the last couple of days and throwing the question out there. And uh, Several of them said they like the podcast, this one, the audio only, because you know, you're driving to work or back home from work. You can uh, pop it in. you got about 20 minutes. So you listen to the podcast and boom, you're done. And I've told you before, I like that. My background and experience is in radio. I don't want to have video distract anybody in the car. The average commute 17 to 23 minutes. So I try to keep it in that pocket around 20. Uh, and I've got a face for radio. Let's face it. If you watched the Bible study last night, uh, I'm not going to be attracting any eyeballs. If you're looking at me, I've got a face for radio. But I'd, let me know. Do you prefer audio only, uh, video or a mixture of both. You could email Larry W. Manning, the number one at gmail.com. You could tweet at the CWR Network. Uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, there should be a little button you could tap and leave a 60-second voice message. Or uh, you could always message me on the Facebook page at Christian Without Religion. 
That's Those are the same ways to get a hold of us if you have questions about the Bible, something you're going uh, through in life and you like some life coaching from the Bible, or maybe you heard something at church last week and you like a little new covenant clarification, please get a hold of us. We want to help you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, when grace moves in, religion moves out. Jesus didn't come to start a new religion, but to replace it with himself. Tell all your friends and family about Christian Without Religion to tune in to the podcast and come join us in the live Bible study. Host watch parties on Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. We want as many people as possible to get on board the grace train uh, and uh, join us here as we uh, uh, talk about the forever forgiveness and the sustaining grace of Jesus. I'll give you those contact points in just a few minutes and uh, so you can get a hold of us for whatever you might need. Let's dive in and continue what we started on Monday about cognitive dissonance, and that is having an inconsistent uh, thoughts and actions or saying you believe something, but you're in your thoughts and your uh, um, attitudes and your actions, they just don't line up. We talked about the law. And by the way, uh, I just did a new uh, post on our blog page. If you'd like one-page uh, uh, summaries of different topics or messages or Bible studies, you can head over to christianwithoutreligion.blogspot.com. And I just did one that was called The Purpose of the Law, which is really the purpose of uh, religion. And uh, tons of scripture references there, but you'd be able to use that or print it out and use that for a personal study of your own. But in regard to cognitive dissonance and, and not acting in the way that we say we believe, we talked about the law and religion and how uh, most organized religion out there is really mixing law and grace and pulling over their pet parts of the Old Covenant, the Old Testament, and putting it into the new. Thus, we've called this ministry Christian Without Religion. We are on this side of the cross, and we should be living in grace and walking by faith and not by sight. And uh, that's what we started talking about uh, on Monday. Well, here's another topic that uh, comes up in this regard, and that is with hell. had a great conversation the other day. Uh, was someone who said, I just can't believe that uh, uh, God would send anyone to hell or that a loving God would ever condemn anybody for punishment and uh, for hell. And it ju- uh, there's just no way that could happen. So we'll start off kind of talking philosophically here, and then I'm going to give you a whole lot of scripture backup. Because if you are a born-again believer and you don't believe in a literal hell, that is cognitive dissonance. That's inconsistent thoughts and beliefs and attitudes. It's inconsistent with the book that you claim would be your guide. Uh I like the old phrase, it's a cliche, and I'm not big on them, but they're true. If they're used enough, there's a good impact there. And that is, for an atheist, this world is the only heaven they're ever going to see. But for a born-again believer, this world's the only hell you're ever going to see. There is a literal hell. The reason I know it is because Jesus talked about it more than he did the hope of heaven. Did you know that? There are more scriptures of Jesus talking and warning people about hell than he did the hope of of heaven. That's number one. The Bible has all kinds of references about hell, literal. Now, it doesn't so much give us how hell functions and exactly uh, uh, what it is, but it, it kind of gives us uh, what it's like and describes it. The whole chapter of Revelation 21, you got Matthew 25, Jesus referring to it. You have Paul referring to hell in 2 Thessalonians. We've got tons of scriptures. Hell has been uh, compared to um uh, a real forever existence. It's compared to a burning in Mark chapter 9 and Matthew chapter 18 and Luke chapter 16. Hell is compared to darkness in Matthew 23. It's compared to grief in Matthew chapter 8, compared to horror in Mark chapter 9. Those are all Jesus teaching on the topic of hell. Uh, so the Bible tells us what hell is like, but not necessarily how it functions or what it is exactly. But it does say we should avoid it at all costs. When you read Matthew 5, 29 and 30, the end of the sermon, 
Sermon on the Mount. We need to avoid it at all costs, uh, this hell. Now, there are all kinds of folks that don't want to uh, believe in, they don't like the idea. Now, this flows out of, I believe, a postmodern, post-Christian contemporary uh, wisdom. Uh, it seems too harsh. That's a favorite word nowadays. It's old-fashioned. Well, it's mean. It's kind of like this commercial I see on television. Drives me crazy, but <laughs> little girl's with her dad on a camping trip. I think it is. He comes and sits down next to her and he has a, I don't know, I think it's a yellow shirt. She goes, well, that's an aggressive color. I mean, come on, folks. We're in an age now where we're calling colors aggressive. Well, that's mean. That's not fun. And in our modern day churches, how often do you hear people speak of or teach on hell? Well, Larry, that'd be a bummer. That's a real uh, drag me down. That's not going to encourage people to come back and put butts in the seats. Well, if Jesus spoke more and warned people more about hell than he did the hope of heaven, I don't know. I'm just thinking that it ought to be in our regular repertoire. Everything's not candies and lollipops and roses. Everything's not be the best you can be. God wants you to have victory over every area of your life. And he wants you to have breakthrough in every area. Of your... No. Look at how Jesus taught. Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. There's got to be balance there. And yes, it's called the good news of the gospel. Well, it's good news because it saves you from something. It saves us from hell. And, and if you believe that there can't be a hell, let me ask you something. Can there be an up without a down, a left without a right, a hot without a cold? You know, it doesn't work that way anywhere else. So how do you think there could be a heaven without a hell? Now, some people believe that we are, like the old phrase says, we just die like a dog. When we die in this world, it's just over. Man, that's hopeless. No wonder people cling with everything they can to, to hang on to this world longer. They're more comfortable uh, with the pain of this world than they are to enter into an unknown world. There's real fear there. Well, I call that living like a practical atheist. You're just cl clinging and clawing to hang on to this life. And that's sad. Whereas a born-again believer, they may not be ready. I'm not ready to go right this moment. But you know what? If the Lord calls me home in the next minute or while I'm doing this podcast, heaven has got to be so far beyond what I could even imagine, so far better than this life and this world. And I know that he's caring for my wife and my kids. He's in their hands. They're going to be okay. And I'm going to be infinitely better. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I'm torn. There's so many people I want to tell about Jesus here and give the gospel message, but I'd rather be in heaven. That's how we need to be thinking. And I know I've preached this before and people said, oh gosh, Larry, you're morbid. You're, you're terrible. No. Well, and then the Apostle Paul was terrible. He said, I'm torn. I, I'd just soon go to heaven than to put up with all the persecution and the beatings and all the stuff he went through. But there's so many more people to tell about Jesus. And that's how we ought to be too. It's a flawed view of God. God. It's cognitive dissonance to not believe in hell. God is love. Yes, the Bible says that, but he's also just and righteous and holy. And the one doesn't nullify the other. They don't uh, contradict each other. God's love, in fact, is what provided the justice for us to have heaven and be born again and be with him and like him forever. I'm going to go to the most popular passage of scripture probably in all the Bible. Those of you who are listening or not even believers could probably recite most of this with me. Uh, John 3, 16 to 18. You could at least do John 3, 16. We all know that. Heck, you watch a football game and it's in the end zone every week and we know what it says, don't we? God loved the world so much, he did what? He gave his only son. He loved so much that he gave. Why? So that whoever believes or puts their faith in him will not perish but have eternal life. God didn't send the son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through him. He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Now, saved from what? 
the eternal punishment that's talked about in the Bible, separation from God. And so hell is a real thing. John 3, 16 to 18, all the scriptures I gave you uh, just a little bit earlier. Now, a lot of people think that, well, God's just going to grade on the curve and uh, they just can't believe that that could happen. Well, most of the time we think God's grading on the curve. We think, well, I'm in. The line where God cuts it off has got to be somewhere else. I'm in, but these people are out. I'm, I mean, I'm not as bad as they are. See, we all want grace for ourselves, but justice for everybody else. My question is not so much that there's a hell people go to. My question is, I can't believe that God is so good and so gracious and so loving that he created a way of escape for us. Because no one is righteous, not even one, it says in Romans chapter 3.10. All have sinned and we fall short of God's glory. We deserve nothing. I deserve nothing. If it's not by grace, a free gift of God, because of what Jesus did for me at the cross and the resurrection, I deserve to be in hell. Now, if you're listening to this and you've come to a realization that, man, I can't get to heaven on my own, and if there's a heaven, I'd rather be there than the other place, put your faith and trust in what Jesus did at the cross and the resurrection and be born again. His spirit comes to live in you, and then you know where you will spend eternity. Now, you know, the old cliche question that people ask, look, if I'm wrong about this, I've got nothing to lose. Oh, or maybe a few parties here and there, whatever, all the, the goofy stuff that people think is so important in this life as they follow after the flesh. But shoot, I'm old enough now, I don't even care about most of that stuff. If I'm wrong, I don't lose anything. If I'm right, I'm going to spend eternity in heaven with Jesus because of what he did. And by his grace, I'm saved, not by anything I've done. Now, if an atheist or somebody who doesn't believe in hell, doesn't put their faith in Jesus, if they're wrong, they've risked all of eternity all of eternity. Why would you do that? Now, there are some people that believe in universalism. That would be not everybody's going to end up in heaven. There's no way a loving God can have anybody be in hell. Well, according to the whole Bible, that's not true. You have to choose. God wants everyone to choose him, but it's our choice. We choose whether we bow, we humble ourselves, and we receive Jesus. It's in him, Ephesians says, in Jesus, that we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Not by works, not by religion, not by anything else, in Jesus. If you don't want to bow and uh, humbly accept and receive Jesus by faith, uh, grace and through faith, well, you make the choice. You decide. God lets you decide. God created the heavens and the earth, everything in it. He's hanging out with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, and everything was great. But they had the opportunity to choose to rebel against him. You and I have the opportunity to choose life or to stay in rebellion and stay lost, to stay in Adam and dead in our sins. Now, there's another view. It's called uh, annihilationism. Uh, it comes from the word annihilate. And that means uh, th those folks believe that the punishment or uh, the life in hell when you go there could end at some point. And there's some, there is some uh, biblical backing for that. Uh, th there's words in the scripture like uh, perishing in regard to hell and destroyed. When something perishes, it goes away. And that life is destroyed. It goes away. And the, the word eon is used. And eon means a, a period of time. So there is, I can't answer that question for you. There is the possibility that the weeping and gnashing of teeth and the horrible separation from God could end at some time. I don't know. All I can tell you is I don't want to worry about it and, and waste five minutes or 5,000 or 5 million or 5 billion years in that punishment and separated from God. And then just to end up into nothingness, to have my, my life destroyed. What kind of option is that uh, compared to heaven where there's no tears, no pain, no sorrow, everything's provided for. And you're with the creator of the universe in perfect love. I can't understand why anything in this life and anything in this flesh would be so important as to take that chance and take that risk. But people do. 
People do. They don't have a view of eternity. They don't care. They just live for today. You know, live today, uh, eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow we're going to die. You know, this whole argument of there can't be a hell, no, no, you can't believe all this stuff here in the Bible. A loving God wouldn't do that. That goes right back to the first lie, the first deception, the first sin of the Bible. In Genesis chapter 3, when Satan told Adam and Eve, you're not going to die if you eat the fruit of that tree. Come on. Well, they did. They died spiritually to the intimate relationship and intimacy they had with God. They lived physically for a long time, but they were dead spiritually dead. They went from perfection and intimacy with God to separation. That, that, that's from the, the number one deception, the, number, the, the first deception and lie and sin in the, the universe if you believe the Bible, and I do. So that's still going on today. You've got born-again believers denying the existence of hell. There's no way that there could be a place of conscious torment after we die. It can't happen. We'll go through all those scriptures I just gave you, dozens upon dozens in the Bible that talk about a literal place of hell. Now, Jesus in John 14 says, don't let your heart be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. If it wasn't so, I'd tell you. In my Father's house are many rooms. I'm going to prepare one for you. Now, that kind of threw him off. The disciples were hearing part of what was then the uh, wedding ceremony that the uh, man would say to the woman because they would be engaged or betrothed for a year and he would go to his father's house and prepare a room or an apartment for them to live in after they were married. So he was hearing part of the, uh, telling part of the wedding ceremony to them, but it was a reference to eternity. He said, I'm going away and you guys can't follow. And they're like, what do you mean we can't follow? Wherever you go, we'll go. Peter said, shoot, I'll die for you. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm going away and you can't follow me, but don't be worried. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Don't be troubled about this. Jesus referred to it and he spoke about hell more than he did the the hope of heaven. We need to, uh, if we're going to go by the Bible, fall in line with that. We're not God. He is. We need to humble ourselves on the side of the Lord. Uh, If there's no life after death, folks, this life in itself is meaningless. What's the point? Meaningless. Your choice. You decide. Do you believe in hell? Well, I do, but I believe the power of God in heaven is far greater. and that all, The whole power is rested in the sacrifice and the life of his son Jesus, in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. We have peace through the power of the cross that Jesus went to and the resurrected life that he provides to us. Hope that uh, answers some questions about those out there asking me if I believe in a literal hell. The answer is yes. The Bible says so, and I I believe it. This is the Christian Without Religion Network. I'm your host, Larry. I thank you for tuning in for your uh, uh, little dose of your uh, grace addiction and jumping on the grace train uh, with us today. We want to help you cut through all the crap, C-R-A-P, Christian Rules and Procedures, and the BS, the bad studies and bad sermons out there, and just kiss. Keep it simple scripturally. Keep it simple scripturally. We want to focus on the forever forgiveness and sustaining grace of Jesus and bring you religion-free Christianity. Tell your friends and family to jump on board the Grace Train. We'd love to have you join us here. I'll be back with a podcast tomorrow. Uh, We'll do some more stuff. We'll have a plugged-in movie review of the Overcomer movie that just came out. already had friends that have seen it. Uh, Overcomer review and answer some more biblical questions. And if you didn't catch the live Bible study, it's it's video this time, not just audio. Last night's live Bible study, go to the Christian Without Religion Facebook page, and you can join us there as we got started and just set the foundation. First few verses of 1 Thessalonians, we'll be going through that book verse by verse. If you got Bible questions, questions about something I said today, something you heard last Sunday at church, or you need some life coaching, please get a hold of me. You can email Larry W. Manning, the number one at gmail.com. You could tweet at the CWR network. You could message me on the Christian Without Religion Facebook page, or wherever you listen to this podcast, scroll down, tap the voice message button, and uh, you can 
and leave a 60-second voice message. Let me know in one of those ways which you prefer, audio only on podcast, video, or a mixture. I got to tell you, I'm leaning towards a mixture. The Tuesday Night Live Facebook Bible study doing video and maybe a weekend message, Friday or Saturday, putting it out there for a 15-20 minute weekend message, a more traditional uh, uh, sermon or message uh, as we go through a book of the Bible there. And then Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, keeping our podcast like this one the way we do, audio only, more like a radio show. So we have a variety, we have a mixture, but you let me know what do you uh, prefer. You know what I want you to do until we uh, join again tomorrow? Go hang out with Jesus. Thank you.